one of us will be dedicating a car. Before the end of this year, we will dedicate yet three cars. We will dedicate a house. We will dedicate two plots of lands. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I think some weeks ago, we were here, the Lord was speaking, when we dedicated three cars, and the Lord was saying, there's somebody with a car key in his hand, that he will soon dedicate his own. I was surprised, though I wasn't really surprised, because I know he cannot speak and delay it. One of us called Daddy. Somebody asked me to come and pick a car. And I asked paid for a car for him. So, came to the church, showed me the car. I smiled. He listened and listened very well. What you did not labor for, God will give it to you. Hallelujah. The recession or economic meltdown has nothing to do with you because the economy of heaven rules over the economy of the world. So when there is famine, God will showcase his children to let them know that he is God. That he controls the heaven and the earth. If you are believing God for a job, this week may you find one. If you are believing God for business breakthrough, this way may you encounter God. Whatever you desire, may the Lord answer you speedily in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I have Mark chapter 11 verse 17 on the screen please? And he talked, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? But ye have made it a den of peace. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations? The house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of peace. I want to quickly speak on a message titled this morning, Understanding the Power of Prayer and the Efficacy of the Word of God. I know this is not a popular sermon, but I've always do the bidding of the Holy Spirit. Because God is raising a new generation that we pray. God is raising a new generation that we study the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. And triumph over the power of darkness. God is raising a new generation of intercessors. And the Lord has been speaking to my spirit that many women will be raised in this time 
will be ferocious intercessors. When women pray, something extraordinary happens. When believer prays, something happens. But today, we don't pray. We seek for miracles. We seek for signs and wonders. Many quarters, many churches, you see believers are not taught the word of God. Prayer is no longer a major focus. Miracle has replaced the place of prayer. Signs and wonders have replaced the word of God in many churches. But God is saying to us, we should all return to him in the place of prayer. We should return to him through his spoken word. Hallelujah. If there is a man to pray, there is always a God to answer. Hallelujah. It is my belief that God will raise a new generation of army through majestic house. That we terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Nothing paralyzes the devil. Nothing torments the devil like a prayerful Christian. Nothing gives Satan headache like a prayerful believer. If you have not been confronted by the devil, it means that you are his victim. It means that you are not a torment to him. It means that you are not a threat to him. Prayerful believers are always threats to the devil. Threat to the kingdom of darkness. There are many things we might never be able to assess in the kingdom without the power of prayer. A prayerful believer is a powerful Christian. Show me a man who prays, I will show you a man that is powerful. And I believe and I trust God that this season, God will quicken your spirit. You'll begin to pray like never before. Hallelujah. Jesus boldly declared that it is written that the house of God shall be known and called as the house of prayer. But he said, it's been turned to a den of thieves. It means that prayer is no longer a focus in the church. It has become a place of financial transaction. A place where money has become a major focus. Many times you see pulpits are not turned to business seminars. Where financial principles are taught. I don't have problem with discussing money. But I have a problem when a pulpit is now turned to a place where money is not discussed. Material things are not the focus. I tell you the truth. When you pray and you focus on the word of God, money will focus on you. You see, the kingdom of God operates differently from the kingdom of the world. The, in the world, money is our God. In our world, God is our God. 
Prayerless believers are victims of satanic attack and demonic manipulations. Prayerless believers are victims of satanic attack. You can as well be born again if you have never embraced the power of prayer and the efficacy of the word of God, you will always be a victim of the devil. It doesn't matter how long you'll be born again. It doesn't matter. Satan does not respect how long you've been in the kingdom. What he respects is the power of God at work in your life. It is my prayer that Christians will rise up and pray like never before. God is looking for a man that will stand in the gap. God is looking for women that will stand in the gap in the place of prayer. And God is knocking on the door of your heart asking you to rise and pray. Hallelujah. Powerful believers are prayerful and word added. Powerful believers are prayerful believers and they are word added. There's something we must understand about Jesus' encounter with the devil. I went out yesterday with my wife and two sisters. We are discussing, I said to them, and they answered me very well. I asked, um, who took Jesus to the mountain? They answered that it was the devil. How long did it take Satan? Few minutes or seconds. Hallelujah. Then I asked, who took Joseph, I mean uh, Moses, to the mountain? They said, God. I said, wow, that's beautiful. Be careful with quick feast. Let me tell you the truth. When you become prayerless, Satan can easily manipulate you. He can open the door for you and you will be thinking it's God that is opening the door. And it becomes too late for you to realize it. You see, he opened the door for Jesus. He took Jesus to, 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 to the mountain in less than a second. That is what he does today. You can see somebody just come out from nowhere without process, without due process. Something begins to happen and people run after them. People clap for them. No! God doesn't work like that. God takes us through process. He prepares you in the place of prayer. He prepares you in a strong room. I announce you eventually. It is only the devil that takes you to the mountain in a second. He took Jesus there. He didn't waste time. He told Jesus, come. And he was there. And he showed Jesus, said, look at the glory of this world. Just take it. As long as you will serve me. Jesus was what added. He was the word himself. And he said it is written. It is written. Nothing defeats the devil or paralyzes the devil like the word of God. Nothing. Nothing defeats the devil. Nothing humiliates the devil like the spoken word of God. Jesus was saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. And the Bible says, Satan left him. 
If Satan is still controlling your life, it means that you have not become an addict of the word of God. When you become what addict, Satan will run away from you. When Jesus, when God called Moses to the mountain, Moses walked to the top of mountain. But when Satan asked Jesus to come to the mountain, it was at once. Today, we are raising a generation that don't believe in due process in the kingdom. They want to become microwave Christian. May we not raise microwave Christian in Majestic House. I posted something some days ago that Majestic House will be known for a house of prayer and the house has studied the word of God. And I want to be remembered for just that alone, nothing more. That is all. That, that's all, man of God. That's all. That is just all. That is just all. Nothing, nothing more. Nothing. Nothing. Let me tell you. When you become word addicts and you become addicted to prayer, there are many signs and wonders you will not pray to access. They come naturally. They just come. They just come. You walk into it. Don't let miracle be your focus. Don't let science and wonder be your focus. Jesus' primary focus was not science and wonder. It was not miracle. Something happened that he did that triggered the miraculous and science and wonders. Something happened. So we'll go into the world soon. Can we look at Luke chapter 22 verse 40? Through 46. Luke chapter 22, verse 40. Okay, let's go back to let's go to Matthew first. Matthew 4, verse 23. We'll come back to that later. Jesus' primary focus was never miracles or signs and wonders. He knew if his disciples, if his followers were introduced to the word and to the efficacy of prayer, signs and wonder will naturally take place in their lives. He knew. And Jesus went about doing what? Please preach with me now. Jesus went about performing miracles. That was not the first thing he did. Jesus went about teaching. He did not teach the disciple had to perform miracles. He taught them the word of God and the disciple began to carry out miraculous. They begin to walk in the miraculous. Did you get that? Jesus taught his disciples the word of God. He didn't teach them about how to perform miracles, about how to perform signs and wonders. He taught them the word of God and they suddenly started walking in the miraculous. They started walking in the miraculous. You see, they, they, they ran to him. First time, we went out and the demon obeyed us. Jesus said, why, why, why are you so uh, combined with all this miraculous? That is too small. The greatest joy should be that your name is written in heaven. What he means is that miracle is something that will become natural in your life. 
signs and wonder is something that will become natural occurrence in your life. But focus on the world. Focus on the kingdom. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in the synagogues. What was he doing? Teaching. 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 He was teaching. He was teaching. Okay. Let me let me ask for some of you who study science here. If your lecturer had only demonstrated just practical bring chemicals whatever uh, instrument together just to teach you water can become an oxygen this can happen, that can happen without teaching you, he just demonstrating, he's not talking will you be able to come out with something substantial this is water this is a chemical this is oxygen. He will not tell you how to put it together. And if you put together, what will we achieve with it? It's a waste of time. The word of God is a kingdom instrument of transformation, information, and reformation. The word of God transforms you informs you and reforms you. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Then, while he was teaching, healing naturally followed. Now the miraculous has started, Sister Jessica. It was not healing we started with. Was it healing we started with? What did we start with? Teaching, preaching, then suddenly, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. But, the, but his focus was the word of God. His focus. His focus was the word. Where you become word addict. Everything you ever desire will be addicted to you. Will be attracted to you. Did you get that? There are things you may never pray for, but they just walk into your life. Today, the church is distracted. Seeking for miracles. Miracles. I've maintained this for many years that you don't pursue what you can manufacture or what can be manufactured through you. You don't pursue them. And you shouldn't. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. And is the custodian of the miraculous. So why are you looking for miracle when the miracle is already in you? Seek God in his word. And something will happen. Something will happen.
you have to be word added and prayer added. Prayer is not an ocean. It is the lifeline of believers. It is the lifeline of believers. It is not an ocean. Prayer is not an ocean. It is the lifeline of believers. Jesus prayed from the beginning of his ministry to the end of his ministry. Uh, ministry. He prayed through and he broke through. When you pray through, you don't bear for breakthrough. Please write it down if you want. When you pray through, you don't look for breakthrough. When you pray through, you don't look for breakthrough. You don't. Prayer strengthens you in the midst of adversities. God never promised us a journey free of adversities. But he did promise victory in every adversity. Nothing strengthens you like prayer in the midst of adversity. The reason many people give it quickly where they are confronted with issues of life is because they are not prayerful. And Jesus was saying, pray so you don't enter into temptation. He didn't say pray so that the t- temptation will not come. That is not what he was saying. He didn't say pray so that temptation will not come. He only said pray so you don't enter. So temptation will come, but prayer will prevent you from being taken by the temptation. You have to, we have to pray and we must maintain it. I see a fresh ocean coming upon you. Prayer is a game changer in this kingdom. I've discovered that several years ago. You know, I was privileged to have been surrounded by men of God at a tender age as a believer. Very active in business. It was believed that as a businessman you shouldn't uh, know anything about prayer as much as the men of God should know. So, because you see businessmen running after uh, men of God for prayer, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having a, a father, a mentor who consistently pray and prophesy over your life. But my mentor told me at the beginning, I don't want you ignorant of the devices of the devil. We will not always be together. I don't want to raise you just to depend on the prayer I pray for you. You must learn to pray for yourself. So then he raised me in such manner that one time, we had a conference organized for a former uh, PFM uh, president, Ayorisa Jaffo in Europe. So, while we were preparing for his arrival, so there was a committee set up by all the pastors. I wasn't a pastor, 
Then my mentor took me along. So he wanted to show off. That is basically what I realize now. So it was his time to pray. And I said, Brother Dave, pray. Yes, it was necessary. It was normal. It was expected that I would be shy or I would be frightened in the midst of big names and all of that. But there's something about prayer. It makes you bold. Prayer makes you what? Bold, very bold. When you pray a lot, you suddenly become bold. You don't, you don't pray for boldness when you pray a lot. So I took the microphone. I begin to pray. As the Lord begin to quicken my spirit, pray. We pray for hours until we were done. I saw all the men of God begin to invite me to come and preach in our church. I was a businessman, I was not in the ministry. Then I saw, but you are a businessman. Why do you pray like this? Why do you pray like this? I, I recognize that it was never written in the Bible that pastors should pray. Believers should pray. Did you get that? It was not meant for pastors, prophets, teachers. It is meant for believers. Every redeemer of the law must be an intercessor. Did you get that? Every redeemer of the law is an intercessor in the making. You must avail yourself. It is the work of every believer to pray. 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 And pray. Don't stop praying. It is never an ocean. It is your lifeline as a believer. We said earlier that nothing wearies the devil like a believer who prays and applies the word of God. You might as well write it down. Nothing wearies the devil like a prayer believer. And a believer that applies the word of God consistently. Nothing wearies the devil. Hmm. Nothing. Nothing keeps the devil far from you and from your dwelling place like the power of prayer. Nothing. 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 We can have Luke 22 verse 40 through 46 on the screen now, please. Nothing keeps the devil far from your dwelling. From your family, like the power of prayer. Nothing keeps the devil far from attacking your business, attacking your marriage, attacking your finances. Nothing keeps the devil far from your business, your marriage, your finances, your heads, like the power of prayer. 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 And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. Pay attention. Pray that ye enter not into temptation. Not that pray that you don't see temptation. Whether we like it or not, 
will be confronted with temptation. All kinds of temptations. Will we be confronted with it? I've, I've, seen, I've seen many believers saying, why me, why me, why me, why me? Uh, sometimes I'm like, they were never taught or they were not prepared for the rejoining of life. The rejoining of life begins with you when temptation starts showing up. You see, Joseph was nobody until temptation started in his life. It was temptation that announced him to his generation. So, when you are saying, I don't want temptation, you are saying, God, I don't want to be announced. And I don't want to grow and I don't want to go into my place of dominion. That's what you are saying. No, God, why me? You know, why am I going through this? Oh, no. The searchlight of heaven has been beamed on you. You are now a focus. Because your time has come. Do you know the job of preachers really? They were primarily called to act like midwives. That is midwives. Every believer is pregnant of a purpose. Of a dream. And pastors, we are supposed to be their midwife. When you are pregnant, a time comes, you will be faced with anxiety. You will be faced with fear and temptation. You will just be scared. But do you know why they call it atinata? That is, you need to meet professionals who will be telling you, don't worry, the baby is fine. Uh, so, 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 uh, uh, you have passed a trimester, first trimester, second trimester. You need a midwife to tell you. So, when I see a believer that is about to be promoted, I see signs and wonder around them. Then they come introducing them with trouble, with temptation. Before now, I saw you going through high waters. I saw it. There are sometimes he comes to my office, I see tears from his eyes. Expecting me to say it is well. No, I don't say it is well. I say because your time has come. Enjoy it. I don't see a midwife telling a pregnant woman because you are feeling unease in your tummy, remove the baby. Do you tell them to remove their baby? No. No. I have been in the delivery room two times with my wife. One would have expected that when a woman go through agony or pushing, nurses should be petting them. Sorry to her. You'll be here. Push! 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 That is what they do. They, they, they shout. Push! A man who is pregnant of purpose must push. And prayer is the instrument of pushing. Prayer. 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 You cannot bear destiny without the power of prayer. You might as well be pregnant of, of your purpose, your assignment for years, and it will be there. It takes prayer to bet it. It takes prayer. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. It takes prayer. It takes prayer. It takes prayer. 
There's limit to where your human strength, natural strength will take, uh, take you to. But if you want to get to the zenith of your assignment, you must be an intercessor. You see, you know today in churches, there are special uh, selected individuals who we call intercessor. But can we change it that every believer should be seen as intercessor? Hello? Should we change that narrative? Every believer should be seen as an intercessor. We should all be intercessors. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that ye enter not into temptation. Continue to 46. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone cast and laid down and what? Pray. Who was that? Jesus, the son of God, the living God. So he was also excusing himself many times to go and pray. And here we are every day. We run to church, run to God only to look for miracles. And the creator of heaven and earth was always praying. Continue. Say, Father, if thou, if, it, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thou will be done. You know what he was saying? I see a purpose. I will not be able to achieve it. I might abort it. If you do not empower me by prayer to give birth to it. Many purpose and destiny can be aborted by you without the power of prayer. Many purpose, many purpose, many assignments can be aborted on the altar of prayerlessness. Jesus was the one praying, Father, I desire in my flesh that this cup goes, but nevertheless, I want to align with your will. The reason why he could speak in such manner was because he was always praying. Because he was always praying. The temptation to bow, the temptation to give up was there. But prayer, he was always strengthened. Pray. 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 And pray. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. He has prayed. Then he, he went to the father now. Father, I have prayed. He excused himself and prayed and he returned, saying to the father, this cup is heaven. But I don't want my will done. I want your will done. Without prayer, you will always enforce your will, not his will. It is prayer that helps you to enforce the will of God. Because your flesh will always suggest otherwise. And being agony, he prayed more earnestly. He prayed more earnestly. He prayed more. And his sweat was as if it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciple, he found them sleeping for sorrow. You know why his disciples were, were sleeping and they were sorrowful? 
they were not in, they were not in the spirit. They were only crying, saying, "Our savior is about to be taken away from us." They couldn't see that it was expedient. It was necessary. It was ordained for him to fulfill that purpose. That he was to be crucified for our redemption. So they were sorrowful. You know what? The more you pray, the more the door of revelation opens to you. The more you pray, the more the door of revelation opens to you. They were sorrowful because they didn't have revelation that the Lord time has come to fulfill his assignment on the earth. They were not aware. They were sorrowful. You know, if they were prayerful, some of them would have been celebrating the hour has come. The moment has come. When a woman gets to her due date, they have misfeelings. It's natural. There is joy on one side. There is pain on one side. True or false? If we have mothers in the house. Hello? Misfeelings. They are joyful on one side. There will be pain on one side. If his disciples were prayerful, they would have been aware or been informed by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, that the hour, the moment has come. Let me tell you. When you pray, and you continue to pray and you stay prayerful, you don't wait for anybody to announce your arrival and breakthrough. The Spirit of God minister to your heart. Your time has come. You just know. You will know. You see, the natural man can look at you and think something is wrong with you. They might be sorry for you. They might have sympathy and empathy for you. But here you are. You are bubbling. You are happy. Because the mind of God has been revealed to you in the course of prayer. You just know. The door of revelation is opened. And when he arose up from prayer and he was come to his disciples and he found them sleeping for sorrow. They were sorrowful. When you are not prayerful, you will be sorrowful. When you are not prayerful, you become sorrowful. When you are not prayerful, you become sorrowful. If you don't want to be sorrowful, then you must pray. They were sorrowful because they were prayerless. I said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray. Lest ye enter into temptation. The earth is laid with temptation. But you can walk on top of temptation and not be swallowed by temptation as long as you pray. The earth is laid. The bridge to your destination is laid with temptation. The bridge that carries you to your promised land is full of temptation. But while you pray and you continue to pray, you can walk on temptation and you will not be swallowed by it. And he said unto them, Why ye sleep, rise and pray, lest ye enter. He didn't say, So you don't see. So he invariably was saying, Temptation is always there. I am not praying so you don't see temptation. I'm only praying so you don't enter because it's already there. It will be there. 
every next level is always announced by temptation. I know that is too hard now to, to cure. Every next level is always announced what? By temptation. <laughs> I was selling uh, 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 Pastor Temple in my office when he came showing me the, the key of his uh, car delivered to him. I said to him, you know that temptation. They saw this also. <laughs> my wife is laughing. So I told another brother, I said to him, because uh, I was asking Pastor Temple, I said, how do you feel now driving, you just woke up suddenly driving the car for the first time. He was smiling. So I told the other brother that I knew very well. I said, you know that thing that happened? You were qualified for a lifting. So the temptation came, you fell into it. But temple jumped over it. Because he, he, he announced his own to me and told me that this is his answer. I said, no, don't worry. They don't come usually until you are about to be announced. Or you are due for next level. They usually don't come. They usually don't tempt you until you are due for your next level. I said unto them, why sleep ye, rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Continue. Oh, I think we have. And why ye, and why he yes spake, behold a multitude. And he that was called Judas, one of the twelve went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. Temptation has come. But don't forget, he had just finished praying now. So the temptation is coming, it's no longer perturbed, it's no longer disturbed. The tempter came and Jesus is about to be glorified. Nothing announces your glory like temptation. But if you are not aware that you are due for your lifting, or elevation, you fall into temptation. And the only way to avoid it is to be addicted to prayer. You must pray and keep praying. Let me tell you the truth. There are many temptations you might never be aware of, but it took place. You were never aware because prayer took you through it and you didn't know. You, you just didn't know. <laughs> you were praying and you've gone through it and you didn't know. There are some people around you, so but you didn't know it at, at all. They will, they will say, oh, oh, but you are not seeing it. They are the one seeing it. Because prayer take your mind off the trials and make, help you focus on what God has already done. Listen, prayer takes your mind off the trials you are surrounded with. And keeps you focused on the victory ahead of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May the grace of prayer and pray through comes upon us again. I say, may the grace of prayer and pray through comes upon us again. Let me quickly touch the efficacy 
of God's world. We said at the beginning that the word of God is meant to inform you, restore you, transform you, and whatever transformation you need. The word of God is a lifeline instrument for transformation. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. You know, Satan is so, is so deceptive that you hardly find believers who will focus on prayer and the word these days. You hardly. You hardly. Because there is this microwave kind of lifestyle in the life of every believer these days. They don't want to go through process. They just want it now, now, done, now, now. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. God will serve you starter. He will serve you make us. He will serve you dessert. But it starts with what? Starter. If you are like me, a village raised boy, the first time I started going to restaurants where they had to come with menu, even not in a, I was in a restaurant with my wife yesterday. You know, I didn't open menu. You know, you guys, I don't know if you follow the others. You know, they open menu and they are looking and all that. I just I said, I beg, give me, what, what, what was that soup again? Give me banga. Just say, give, do you have banga? Give me banga. You, why are you looking through paper and all of that again? Looking through paper. Give me banga. I was just on my own. Why? They, they wasted my time because the waiter was there waiting for them. They were opening and saying, you already know what to eat. Now, let me tell you, I'm trying to lick it with the dealings of the Lord. When you come into this kingdom, there is starter. So, those people will, who will not embrace starter, they cannot be served the real menu. No, no, they, they make us. Those who will not embrace the starter, they will not be served the make us. Now, it depends on the restaurant. Like yesterday, they were supposed to give us starter both, both. They didn't give us. But, you know, you know your pastor now, I don't you, you know, we don't, we don't carry last. Even when we are finished eating our food, I, still, I made the demand as it's part of our meal, bring both both. So there are both, both in many restaurants, granite in many restaurants, small chops in many restaurants are starters. But I am raised in the village. We are not used to that. If I enter a restaurant, I just tell you, give me this. I'm just waiting. So in this kingdom, God serve us with what? Starter first. Many people don't want starter just like me. They just want the main course. And it doesn't work like that. Uh, Pastor Temple, I remember when you have not tasted real life with God. You wanted SUV. But did God give it to you? All the time you came to me, we were praying about SUV. Was I telling you amen? I cannot tell you amen when I know you were not qualified for SUV. 
How can I be telling you, amen? That is, that is destruction. That is what we do today. Take your car. Take your key. I don't, God doesn't work like that. He doesn't. He's here. He was seen in the uni when he, he took, uh, 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 sometimes he saw seed of SUV. I will collect it to my pocket. So I'll go and eat banga. I know it's the God of process. Anyway. Ah! And one day he even pointed to one SUV I used before or my wife used before. He laid his hand on I used it as a point of contact. I was like, really? The demons that come with this car, you can't bind them now. You can't bind the demons that come with this car. God is a God of process. So now, when you go to a restaurant, if you are not like David Toya, who will just be asking for make calls in the restaurant, you will appreciate the process of small, small chops. How will I be for me? I won't make calls. You want to fill my tummy with a, a starter first. Granuts, puff puff, spring roll or rose roll or the rose. If by that I finish it, uh, what is that soup called again? Eh? Banga, God bless you. Banga will not, will not work again. So, this, this kingdom, a lot of people, because they don't understand the power of prayer, there is nothing that, that deal with your flesh like the power of prayer. So, when prayer is at work in your life, you are able to follow due process with God. You know what he has already promised. You know he's capable of doing it. You know he will do it. You will not be desperate. Show me a desperate believer. I will show you a prayerless believer. Show me a woman who is desperate to marry. Show me a brother who is desperate for money. I will show you a prayerless believer. A prayerful believer always appreciates due process. Show me a sister who is desperate for marriage. Desperate. They compromise the ordinances of God. They compromise the rudiments of the kingdom because they are desperate. You cannot be prayerful and be desperate. It's not possible. It's not possible. Step by step you lead me. Who knows that song? Step by step, you lead me. May God anoint all of you with songs. So you had, we're able to pick it. You know it. Ah, you should raise up your hand. Uh, do like this. Sister Essie, presence, sir. Raise up your hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Step by step, he leads you. The step of the righteous is ordered by the Lord. The path of the just shine brighter and brighter. Wait and follow due process. Like, because I'm raised in the village, I come from the backside of Isham. We don't know what is that. So in the morning, we either eat a bar or we eat Padedam. My mother is in the house. 
Abu, oh, ah, this guy, oh, I thought you had your butter. You know Abu. Okay. So Abu. So in this generation, I say, you don't eat padedai the money. Ah, we were raised with padedai with the money, smoking padedai. So we didn't know what was starter. So now, when the word of God is not taught in the church, then people will not be able to embrace starter that God serves. Did you get that? When the word of God is not taught, no believer will want to embrace starter. He has taught you how to use legged wagon for some time now. This was a car also. Embrace it. You were happy. Then he has watched you. No complaint. You embark on massive evangelism like never before. From afar, I knew. I knew. Like never before. It was not long. God said, I think this is my servant now. His building capacity. He cannot do more for the kingdom. You will need the instrument for kingdom advancement. He gave it to you. Process. That is not what he has in mind for you, but it's a starting point for you. Prayer! We prepare you for make us. Prayer! We help you celebrate starter. Give it to you. Lord, thank you. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. A sister visited us. She came after service. She met me. She said, Pastor, you know, I'm tired. This happened, that happened, that happened. She was complaining. While she was talking, I was mute for a while. Then the suddenly the Holy Spirit began to speak. Said to me, ask her, do you know how many of your age mates you graduated with? Their prayer point now is to get the right man. And I said, do you know how many of your mates you graduated with? Their prayer point, they are married now. Their prayer point is the fruit of the womb. Do you know many of your mates you graduated with? Right now, they are battling with one amen or the other. I say, you are married. You have children. You have shelter. You have food. You are complaining. A week after he called me, he said, Sir, I have found peace for the first time for many years. Because I didn't see all these things you were mentioning. You see, you know, when you are prayerless, you cannot appreciate and celebrate what God has already done for you. <laughs> when you are prayerless, you will not be able to see the miracle you are already living in. You are surrounded with miracle already. But prayer helps you to see it. Go ahead, it's miracle. Oh, you don't know? Go ahead, it's miracle. The food on your table, whether carry is miracle. Many have money, but they don't have much to eat of it. Many have money. They cannot breathe. They are using money to look for oxygen. And you don't know. When you are prayerful, that thing you consider inconsequential becomes big for you. Father, thank you. When you are not prayerful, you can't see what God has already done. The sister said for the first time, Pastor, I am joyful. And I saw it all over her. I saw her some days ago. I saw her. She just visited. She was joyful. She came. She was happy. Joy. Oil all over her face. He said, Pastor, 
I didn't see it. I said, I know I'll be there. When you are not prayerful, you can't see what God has already done. Satan can only show you what he has not done. You will not be grateful for what he has done already. Now she said, I didn't see these beautiful children God gave to me. I didn't see my wonderful husband or this wife. I said, yes, because she sold the lie to you. Because he cannot lie to you until he has taken you away from the place of prayer and taken you away from the word of God. If Satan wants to destroy a believer, the two things he must apply is that he will take you off prayer and take you off the word of God. It's a serpent. A serpent does not swallow its victim until he has choked his victim first. That's why you see a serpent swallow rat for uh, just pick rats. He first of all, coil the rats, suffocate the rats, swallow the rats. So, if Satan wants to suffocate a believer, he will take you off prayer. If he wants to suffocate you for that, he will take you off the word of God. It will not be long, you will be his victim. He cannot control you. He cannot lie to you. He came to lie to Jesus. Jesus was only talking to him. He said, no, you are lying. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. That was what Jesus was saying. Because he was word added. Hallelujah. As we round up, this is the word of God. And be not conformed to this world system, to the lies of the devil, the apprehension in the system. But be ye transformed, be ye informed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You must renew your mind. Because your mind is corrupt by the system of the world. It has to be a daily thing. You must continually renew your mind. You must consistently renew your mind with the word of God. Let me tell you. If you are like me. I read news. Just to know what's going on globally. You read today, you read tomorrow. Because what happened yesterday is different from what is happening today. What happened today is different from what will happen tomorrow. So that's why you keep reading news. The word of God is heavenly media. Revealing to us what God has done, what he's doing right now, and what he wants to do. You didn't get that? The word of God is the kingdom media. This word of God carries graphics. Finish work, everything. You can work in it. You can speak it. It's a media house. It's a renew your mind. Be transformed. Be informed. But renew your mind with the word of God. So you'll be able to prove what is accepted by God. You cannot prove what is accepted by God without the word of God in your spirit. You don't know what God expects from you. Many people are still driven by tradition and custom of the world because they have not gone to the middle house of the kingdom. So they are still living by the tradition of men. You will still see many brothers and sisters that will tell you, you can't cross, you can't walk above my Lego. 
where I come from, you can't walk past stretch your leg like this. It's not you can't walk past another leg like this. I'm telling you. You oh, it happened in your place also. Who is bearing weakness also here? I see people who are born again who see say, no, 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 don't walk past. Because tradition is see in charge. They have not renewed their mind. There are many believers that will tell you, we don't get, you know, in our lineage, we don't usually get married. Yes, that was before, but you are now born again. If a man being Christ is a new creature, all things pass away. All things become new. How will you know without the word of God? How will you know? Oh, you know, in our family, people don't live up to 50 years. It's born again. Tradition. Still believing the tradition of his family. Return to the world. Return to the place of prayer. And you will see great things happen in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I round up, oh wow, we've not gone anywhere. But we'll stop here. If God permits, we'll, we'll continue on Wednesday. We'll have part two. If God permits. Acts chapter 19, verse 20. Acts chapter 19, verse 20. Acts chapter 19, verse 20. The word of God. We've touched the area of prayer. We just talked briefly now. The efficacy of the word of God. Can we have it in a passion translation? The passion translation. Let's see. The power of God caused the word of God to spread and the people were greatly imparted. Go back to New Living Translation. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. Go back to New King James. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and the word prevailed. Is there any area or gray area in your life that you desire manifestation? Is that any area of your life you want the hand of God? The word of God is the answer. They grew in the world. They grew in the world. Take it like this. They grew in the world and they prevailed. Take it like that. They grew in the world and they prevailed. They grew in the world and they prevailed. You cannot grow in the world and not prevail. You prevail in your finances, in your marriage, in your health. In every of your endeavor, you will prevail when the word of God becomes a priority. Where your focus is primarily on the word of God, you will prevail. Hallelujah. Rise to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.